0: All right, everybody, it is a quarantine edition of Heated Agreements. I am so happy to be back, and uh, really, I'm just happy to be doing anything in these current circumstances. Uh, and normally, I'd be very excited around this time because it's WrestleMania season, the time that all wrestling fans rejoice, the biggest weekend of the year. And so to talk about WrestleMania 36 and all of the weird, unique circumstances leading up to it and, uh, you know, being a part of it, I've got my brother, my fellow wrestling expert, Peyton Payne, joining us from, uh, you know, Peyton, uh, remind everybody the podcast that, that you've done. Actually, you're doing like two or three now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, well, we've done, uh, you know, well, we, you and I did the Road to WrestleMania podcast, which mm-hmm. was like one episode a year, always around WrestleMania time. <laughs>
0: no, you know, actually, I think I went back and looked at that. I think we did like 35 episodes of that.
1: Oh, well, well, maybe this is like heated agreements <laughs> slash Road to WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> you know, we might have to bring back Road to WrestleMania, especially if uh, wrestling is going to take a hiatus. We're going to have to have something to fill our time.
1: Yeah, and then um, obviously we uh, we both run a little show called Wrestle with This on YouTube, and we haven't done a podcast for that in a while. But um, there are some podcasts on the YouTube channel, and then I've got a couple other ones that I'm that I've got in the works, but have not debuted yet. But uh, it's good to be back on Heated Agreements.
0: Yeah, I uh, I thought this was a good time, not just because we're all captive right now, but because you know we did do one. Leading up to wrestling, uh, WrestleMania last year. And this is just such a unique experience. I mean, um, for those who aren't wrestling fans and are just listening to, who are just heated agreements fans and, and want to know what we're talking about, WrestleMania, the big yearly event, it's kind of the Super Bowl for WWE. Well, this year it took place right in the heart of this uh, coronavirus COVID 19 crisis. And so it was supposed to be at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, which holds, I think, for WrestleMania, it was probably going to hold 70,000, give or take. Yeah, and usually it's
1: around that range.
0: So they had to, to scrap it, basically because of uh, shelter in place and no large crowds. You know, 70,000 counts as a large crowd. So they had to bring it into their performance studio, which is in Florida. Um, no crowd, pre-taped, decided to split it into two nights, it it's it's just gonna be so weird. I mean, WrestleMania is supposed to be like the biggest show of the year, and now they're gonna be doing it in front of an empty audience. And so, I just wanted to get your take on all this. Is this gonna feel like WrestleMania to you?
1: No, no. I mean, it. Nothing about this entire thing feels like WrestleMania season at all to me. I mean, Les, the whole thing's just one big cluster. You know, it's. To, to have I mean it's Wrestlemania and it's it's reduced to a gymnasium with with no people in it I mean think about this for a second you, years from now when they show the highlight packages of Hogan body slamming Andre and the rock and stone cold face to face or you know Daniel Bryan winning the title at Wrestlemania 30 and then you're gonna have Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar in front of nobody It just, nothing about that seems like WrestleMania to me.
0: No, to me, what I think they should have done, um, you know what, I'll say that. I I don't know, I want to get into what they should have done here in a bit, but just kind of talking about, like, what WrestleMania means to you and, you know, for me, this is, like, even non, like, hardcore fans, like, I, I would say I keep up with wrestling a lot. I... Every Monday, every or every Tuesday, every Saturday, I read the reports on what happened, even if I didn't watch the show. And I usually, each week, will turn on a a few minutes of Raw, maybe skim through it, see if there's a highlight. Um, And on Friday, I'll I'll catch a little bit of SmackDown and and read the reports. So I keep up to date on all the storylines and all that. But going into WrestleMania, I always pay attention. Because from when I was a kid, you know, when I went to, you know, I used to go to a, a video store a month after WrestleManias would happen because you know, we couldn't afford to get the pay-per-views back then. And I'd wait and I'd wait and I'd wait and then to finally hit the shelf and I'd be the first one to rent it. And I'd come home and I'd watch it four or five times. And then when I was a kid, I went to WrestleMania 8 when it was in Indianapolis. And then after uh, WrestleMania 14 for that Christmas, uh, my grandmother got me the box set of all the VHS tapes of I all of them that those. had come out. Yeah, and then that was right around the same time you were born. And then uh, I you used to watch them with me. And you know, I, I memorized every card. I knew all the highlights. I you know would always uh, in my mind rank the different you know WrestleMania moments and WrestleMania uh, main events. And so that time was always special to me. So even if with even in the days like when I was uh, you know pre Attitude era and maybe you know during the first part of the ruthless aggression era when I kind of tuned out a little bit more, I'd always come back for WrestleMania. I don't think I ever missed one. Um, even the years where the card wasn't all that good, so this time was always just very, very special to me. And a, and a lot of my friends, and then and you too. You know, even last year we got together with some of my friends, and you came out, and we went into a public place, mm-hmm. uh, a bar that was showing it, and it was just fun. It's a cool atmosphere, and and it's just always really neat. And you know, I hated that that all this was happening in the world, and that it was taking place during then, and then you know, with all the other horrific things that were going on, it was taking away this special time of year, and. Um, it just kind of left me thinking, what you know, what could they possibly have done to salvage it? And so, before we get into that, you know, what did, what did all this kind of mean to you?
1: I mean, it, it kind of the same thing that you were saying. WrestleMania to me is is just it's the most special time of the year to be a wrestling fan. From the Royal Rumble all the way up through April to WrestleMania, it's even if you're a fan of wrestling, that's not really into it anymore. It's you don't want to miss that stretch of time in the wrestling world, um, and and I'll be the first to admit. Over the past few years, I've I've I haven't enjoyed the product as much as I used to, but I would still get excited about WrestleMania season, like, like just like you, you know and to have, I mean, let's, let's face it this year. It's not the WWE's fault. I completely, I completely understand why they're going through with it. And as a fan of wrestling, I appreciate what they're trying to do. They're one of the only people out there, one of the major entertainment sports organizations that have not completely canceled everything. And they're still trying to entertain people. And for that I have to give the WWE props. They just Yeah, because they're still
0: doing three weekly live shows. Yes. Or quote unquote, they were doing them live for a while, but they're still doing three weekly shows.
1: And if it was any other time of the year, I would I would be completely, you know, whatever. But the fact that it's WrestleMania season, it just it makes the whole situation that much more weird because like, you've been to two WrestleManias. I've been mm-hmm. to four WrestleManias. Um, WrestleMania 27, 28, uh, 30, and 32. And every one of them is just is a memory that I'll never forget. You know, there's something special about WrestleMania. And to have such an iconic event get brought down to the level of I mean, let's face it. It's a, it's a gym. It's a, it's a Mm. gymnasium with no people in it. And, and then they're doing this two nights thing. And I just, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't seem right to me.
0: No. And so um, I'm right there with you. And, you know, I, I come, I'm with you. I commend WWE for what they're trying to do. They, they're putting it out there. And I think it's twofold. One, I think they're trying to do what's right by the fans. And it's like, Hey, we want to continue to entertain you. We've been building towards this. There's so much other stuff going on. Let's give people something to to escape reality for a little bit, a little while. And then there's also the fact that this is their big, this is their meal ticket. They make a ton of money. This is like Christmas for them: merchandise sales, ticket sales, WWE subscription, network subscriptions, everything else that goes around it. They make a ton of money during WrestleMania season. So, they already lost all of the gate. They lost um, pretty much, they probably lost a lot of pay per view buys because a lot of people aren't going to pay to see this unless there's like a curiosity factor. Not a lot of big bump in uh, WWE network subscriptions. And I think it's the people aren't as interested. And also, there's a lot of people who've been laid off or furloughed or whatever who just don't have that discretionary money to, to get it right now. So is probably trying to make whatever they can out of it. You know, lemons out of lemonade, just make whatever money that they can out of this rather than scrapping the whole thing and just taking a huge loss on it. Plus they had all these storylines leading into it. But I'm with you. This, I don't like. It seems like they they could have done something else. And so what I would have preferred they do would be to say we are – we are delaying WrestleMania. We're going to move WrestleMania till maybe where SummerSlam is or WrestleMania 36 will be later. We're still going to have a lot of matches, but we're going to call this something different. This is going to be a different pay-per-view, um, not WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I know that spoils a few things, but WWE does a lot of things on the fly anyway. I think they could have salvaged it, but that's that's what I think they should have done is done a show. Maybe call it, you know, whatever um, some kind of WrestleMania light thing and then move WrestleMania to bring back later in your date.
1: house. It'd have been perfect.
0: Yeah. they could have done in your house. Like, wow, that's a major, that's a throwback to the late nineties.
1: And you know what? It would have sold because people it probably would have, would have loved it.
0: And I think they could have done that. They could have shortened the card, you know, cause what, what do they have now? Like 16 matches. Like you said, they're doing it over two nights. They split it over two nights. and, Part of me is glad they're doing that because the last, like, three years, it's been about a six- or seven-hour show, which has just been ridiculous. Because by the—you get to the main event, and you're just worn out, and you don't care anymore.
1: Well, and, but, you know, one of those things is, like, I've I've joked about it is I, I feel like I had the honor of attending the last WrestleMania that was actually a normal length. WrestleMania 32 was only, like, four hours long. Yeah. And then the next year, it jumped up to, like, eight. So— I couldn't imagine that's the one thing stopping me from wanting to go back to another WrestleMania. Yeah. Is having it's just too to sit much. there for eight hours and just especially eight hours of content where I'm only into like three of the matches.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's no reason why they can't make it a four hour show. I remember back, you know, we were talking about the the videos from In the old days, uh, WrestleMania 14 here, we're talking about WrestleMania 36 is WrestleMania 14. Back in the old days, WrestleMania 4 was the outlier that it was like four hours. It was two VHS tapes because there was a tournament in there and it was long and it felt long. Mm -hmm. All the other ones were between two and three hours. And then now you're getting these eight-hour shows. I mean, I remember we were looking at each other when we were at the bar last year going, good God, we've been here for six hours. How long is this going to take? And then yeah. you're just worn out. I can't imagine being there in the stance. You know, you can feel when you're watching it at home, the energy is gone. I mean, it's by the time the main event rolls around or that match before the main event, it's going to sound like the empty arena that we're going to get on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and, The bad booking doesn't help. I mean, the past few WrestleManias, the the booking has not been that great. I mean, last year was a prime example. I know there were some things that people enjoyed, but I, I don't know. It just, when you've got bad booking mixed with an eight hour show, it's, it just, it adds up to disaster. And,. It's. I mean, whatever it would have been, I still think would have been better than an empty arena, an empty. Well, arena, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and then and then you've got there's just other things surrounding that that just make like the hardcore fan bitter. Like for instance, um, you know, they've got this thing going on two nights. I much rather would have had them not cancel NXT Takeover like they did, and just have that. Because it would have, I mean, usually that's better than WrestleMania anyway. So, mm-hmm. But for some reason, they cancel NXT TakeOver Tampa, and now you're going to get these massive blow-off matches on the weekly NXT shows, which is, it just lowers the excitement level of those. And now we've only got two nights of WrestleMania where, you know, half the matches I could care less about.
0: You know, speaking of which, let's go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through them right now. And cards subject to change because there are rumors that certain people have backed out of their matches or couldn't because they're sick. And they really haven't addressed that on any TV, partially because they filmed a lot of these like two weeks ago because they want to get them in the can. And I have a feeling they're going to make them very like cinematic, very movie like to try to add some sort of flair to them that it's not just uh, one camera, like shot like a normal TV show in an empty arena. I have a feeling they're going to do this like very, very much like a movie.
1: Yeah, and I and I completely agree, because if you look at, and when we go through the cards, you'll see, if you look at some of the match types on the show, it fits perfectly to a cinematic style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, honestly, I'm for that, because they're going to have to do something to make it entertaining. And I would much rather make it like a movie than make it like a bad Monday Night Raw.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean there's no excuse for them to not get these right and perfect. Yes. With the amount of time that they've had to shoot them, I mean I'm hoping that these look really really good. And you know what? This could be a turning point in wrestling. I mean, who knows? What if what if they put this together and it's cinematic and it looks like a, you know, a fight like a boxing match from the Rocky movies that are, you know, there's music and there's you know their quick cuts on on all the different moves, and they've had time to do spots over and over to where, you know, you really see the close ups of the how dramatic it all is. What if that's what wrestling starts to look like in the future? Like they see, oh, wait a minute, you know, we can make this look like a more like a TV show, less like because that's what WWE's always gone for anyway. They're not really trying to emulate sports anymore; mm-hmm. they're trying to be a TV show. So what if this is a glimpse of the future of WWE? Um, but let's go through the card and you tell me whether you were going to be interested in this even if it was a typical WrestleMania. Are
1: we going to give our predictions as well since we're going We'll do that. On?
0: We'll do that next. Okay. We'll go through it. And, and really, some of these we don't even have to give a prediction to because they're, they're, I have a feeling the majority of these, like, 16 matches, neither you or I really give a, a damn about. So we'll start from the bottom and, and work our way up to the, the main event. So the smackdown tag team champion miz and morrison versus usos versus new day in a ladder match
1: um this one will be entertaining just because it's a ladder match and you know people are going to get hurt i mean I, I you know i hate to be yeah. like that but that's the only thing that's entertaining about a ladder match is is the risk factor and
0: and you know, morrison rest- and kingston and the usos would all be very good in that type of match
1: yeah, and I think that this match will fit well on the card. I could see this being cinematic, um, and a ladder match is going to be entertaining enough to make people forget about the fact that there's no crowd. Um, yeah,
0: or or really no story leading up to it.
1: Yeah, but you know, just because it's a ladder match, I this will be a match that will keep my attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Otis versus Ziggler. Now they've actually had a pretty good. Story leading up to this.
1: This one is actually one that I'm interested in. Because I've loved the storyline. It's a storyline that has relationship things in it but done right. Unlike Mm -hmm. the Bobby Lashley Rusev storyline that we had to sit through for nine months. This thing has been entertaining. And it's been entertaining because of
0: Otis. And it was... It was the highlight, like, the telling of their story within the Elimination Chamber match was the best part of that entire pay-per-view.
1: Completely agree. This thing has been fantastic. Otis, with without question, if they do it right, Otis is a future star. He He just, he's got the entertaining factor that thrives in professional wrestling, and Obviously, this match is going to make or break Otis because if boring Dolph Ziggler wins, then Otis is buried. But I'm this is going to be interesting just because this could make a future star.
0: And one one interesting note that I was more interested in this match after I saw on Twitter Dolph Ziggler tweeted out that that this is his first singles WrestleMania match that when he takes place when when he competes in this match, he will have as many singles matches at WrestleMania as Michael Cole.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, nobody likes Dolph anyway, (laughs) so it's not like that's a disaster.
0: (laughs) So, but, I mean, just for a guy who's been around for, like, 15 years, for this to be his first singles match, even Tito Santana, I think, had, like, three (laughs) singles matches.
1: Yeah, well... I, even though it's his first, I still don't think he deserves the victory. No,
0: no, I agree. I think uh, I think uh, um, I, I'm interested in that match. Okay, next, the women's tag team match: Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross.
1: No interest.
0: I like each of the four of them individually, but there's no story here. I don't care who wins. Um, They've done nothing think...
1: with the women's tag team championships. They've, no. they've made—every time I see Asuka anymore, she just gives me a headache. I just—I have no interest in this match.
0: Same. Uh, sh- all right, then the Raw Tag Team Championship, Street, Pop- Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Andrade.
1: I love the Street Profits. However— the match makes zero sense and it feels like it was thrown together just to have the tag team titles on the show. So because of that reason, I don't have any interest and you know, the street profits are going to retain. This is a perfect example of how Vince McMahon sees tag team wrestling. And that is, he sees that there is no money in tag team wrestling.
0: So, and and this is one I look at him like, why even have it on the card?
1: Because they're championships and they feel like that all the titles have to be on there in some fashion. But then he doesn't... That, they they no. don't care. Vince doesn't care about the tag titles. So it's just a throwaway match.
0: Okay, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship.
1: I don't care.
0: And I'm disappointed because I used to really like Sami Zayn. I used to really love Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's still one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. If this would have been an NXT
1: match, I think I would have been interested. Because if if they were to really let these two guys go, they could have the match of the night. Because both of them are that good of performers. But we know that that's not going to happen, and it'll be reduced to a 7-8 to minute match, and somehow Sami Zayn will probably cheat to retain the title, and that'll be it.
0: Now, I will say that, Daniel Bryan put on one of my favorite matches of the past six months at the last pay-per-view um, with Drew Gulak, Or Galak. How do you say his last name?
1: Drew Gulak.
0: Gulak. I was way off. Uh, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan. Their match was fantastic. And that I nothing me, about their storyline going in. Yeah.
1: That, to me, felt like a match that Triple H booked. Because mm-hmm. everything about that screamed screamed something NXT. It screamed like you would see that match on NXT
0: and not on Raw or SmackDown. Because they told a story. I mean, from beginning to end, you knew the psychology of everything that was going on. And again, I knew nothing about that storyline because I I don't pay as much attention to SmackDown as I do to Raw. And uh, I was able to follow it. It it felt like an NXT match because I don't follow much of NXT other than I'll watch the takeovers. And you don't have to. You can watch a takeover and be totally enthralled with what's happening, even without knowing the storylines. If you know the storylines, you like it even even more. But that's how I felt with uh, Gulak versus Brian was that didn't know what was going on, but they sucked me right in. It was a great match. Yes. Okay, Elias versus King Corbin.
1: No interest.
0: Zero. I have negative interest in that match.
1: I don't even know why this is on the card, to be honest. I feel like unless unless this is the only match that, that uh Gronk is going to get involved in and that's why it's on the card. But other than that I have I have zero I don't even care that Gronk is a part of the show. So no. I I have zero interest in this.
0: Like I will delay starting to watch whatever night that's on just so I can fast forward through it.
1: I completely agree.
0: Okay, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley.
1: I'm a fan of Alistair Black, but I have zero interest in this match because there's been absolutely no build and I have no idea why it's on the show.
0: This is another one that don't understand why it's on there other than maybe to get Lana on the show.
1: I would rather have two legends brought back for a three minute segment than this because like you said, this is something I'll just fast forward or I'll go eat a snack or something. I just, I don't care mm-hmm. about this match.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins.
1: This one will be interesting because it's been it's been built up for
0: so long that I'm I'm curious to see who wins. Um, now, I think I'm in the minority here. I I just do not find Kevin Owens interesting at all.
1: See, now I feel the same way, but I feel the same way about Seth Rollins. I think Rollins is is stale. I don't think Rollins is that entertaining anymore, mainly because he's been the poster boy for so long that I just something about him. I'm like, okay, I I want something different than Seth Rollins. Um, I you see find... Seth
0: Seth Rollins to me though, he he's got a little bit of Shawn Michaels in him, and even if I didn't care about the storyline, I typically like his matches. Like I think he's entertaining to watch as a wrestler. As a character, he's he's dull as hell.
1: Yeah. No his, no, his in-ring ability is fantastic. I mean, I could watch his matches. Um, from a character standpoint, he needs some work. But this will be interesting just to see who wins and because it's it's been like the vocal point of Monday Night Raw, so at least it's not a throwaway match that you couldn't care less about.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Naomi versus Don't Tamina care. versus Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks. I lost interest just reading the names.
1: The only way I'll have interest in this is if somehow they let Tamina win and just say, "Oh, look at this! That's a shocker," and
0: even then I wouldn't like, care. They should have just had Bailey versus Sasha Banks. They've been teasing that rivalry forever. It's the SmackDown Women's Title always gets the shaft. I, well, I don't wasn't even know why it wasn't. I bothered. think
1: the original plan was to have Bailey versus Paige in Paige's return match, but since this whole virus thing's going on, she can't actually right. get over here.
0: Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship.
1: I'm interested in this because it actually has some NXT stuff in it. Um, I think I think the outcome's predictable. I think you, Rhea Ripley is going to win. I don't think they're going to put Charlotte on NXT. Um, but out of all of the, the women's matches, this is the only one I have any interest in.
0: Why does she go by Charlotte and not Charlotte Flair?
1: The same reason every other guy with a last name is not allowed to use
0: their last name. It's just bizarre because they always refer- it's not like they hide it. They always call her Charlotte Flair. They make reference to that dad- her or the reference to her dad is Ric Flair. Yeah,
1: you know, this is a discussion for another podcast, but I-, I don't know why Vince McMahon hates last names. It seems like every guy that has a last name is is told not to use it.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, where do I. Find? Yeah, I, I'm interested in that one. I, Charlotte's another one like Seth Rollins. Even though I think her character's stale, she typically puts on a really good match.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the main reason I'm interested in it is Rhea Ripley. I think this match is going to determine if Rhea Ripley becomes the next mega star in the women's division or not.
0: Okay. Uh, sticking with the women, Becky Lynch versus uh, Shana Baszler.
1: Shayna Baszler.
0: Man, I Shayna Baszler. I'm like I don't know, my, guy, my little my daughter lost my classes earlier, so uh Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch.
1: I'm interested in this match only if I get to see Shayna Baszler cripple Becky Lynch to the point of where I never have to see her again.
0: Man, have they ruined Becky Lynch?
1: There's nothing I, I I'm still dumbfounded. That there's such a large portion of the audience that that loves her this much. Because there's nothing about her I find appealing at all. I hate the man gimmick. I think everything about her just screams phony. She's never going to be the, the female Stone Cold that they want her to be. I just... She's not real at all. Everything about no. her says bad character. And every time she talks, it's not even her accent. You know, I, I love a good Irish accent. It's mm-hmm. just the way she talks just gives me a headache. I It's just like
0: this false bravado. It's yes. like this, this, the way she carries herself. It's, it's when she first started talking tough, it was like, I kind of liked it because it was like okay look I'm, I'm tired of these stupid gimmicks they have me doing like the steampunk and all that. And I'm just going to be real. I'm going to come out and you know, like I love wrestling and I'm going to fight and I want to win the title and I hate you um, uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, you know that was interesting and the mm-hmm. crowd was starting to turn on Ronda at that time and they wanted a wrestler and they liked Becky because she'd never really been given a shot so it worked. But the problem that Becky Lynch is running into is the same thing that that Cena ran into and that Roman Reigns ran into was they've never built up a good like enemy like Stone Cold had Vince and Vince was always there I mean it was brilliant because Stone Cold could beat everybody that Vince threw at him but there was always Vince as that obstacle so he had that counterpart just like how Hogan had early on he had Andre and he had Piper and then when Hogan started to get stale it's when they started running out of monsters to feed him And you never stopped you never started believing that there was anybody that was legit. And so that's what WWE typically runs into is they just run out of 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 heels to throw at the faces. And so the faces become boring because Mm -hmm. there's nobody for them to challenge. There's no mountains to overcome.
1: Well, and like you said at the beginning, there was something real about it, you know, like I'm sick of playing these characters, I don't like you, I'm gonna take my shot. But now that's completely turned around to where she seems faker than she's ever been.
0: Yeah, and it's the scripted promos. It's the promos that she goes out there and reads, and it's like, ugh, all these cliches and these, these, uh, you know, trying to build up, I'm the man, and I'm coming out. You know, it's like, all right, yeah, I'm a little tired of it.
1: Shayna Baszler is the, I don't know, I mean, obviously you don't know where you completely butchered her name. <laughs> Um, but <laughs>
0: that's how much I paid attention to NXT
1: Shayna Baszler without question the most dominant NXT women's champion in history she is she is the thing that the women's division on Raw and Smackdown needs desperately right now she she is the epitome of real in at least in NXT she was and if they book her the right way on Raw and Smackdown it will be fantastic. So they need to let her go in there and decimate Becky
0: Lynch. So now, just just to be clear, we've probably been talking about the card now for about 20 minutes. And we're just talking about the matches. This is how long this show is going to be, and we still have five more to go.
1: Well, it's not like we're in a rush. I mean, everybody's at home quarantined. I know. So they've got something to listen to. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But that's how long this show is. That's how long this this WrestleMania is. Oh no! We're just yeah, talking. It's... We're just talking about it, and it's been twenty minutes. And they're yeah. actually these are actually going to be matches. And even if if each of them's only like ten minutes long, that's that's a uh, hundred and sixty minutes.
1: Yeah, it's it's overkill. It really is overkill.
0: So um so. Yeah, so you you do care about you, you you did care about Rhea Ripley's match. You don't really care about Becky Lynch's match. Uh, what about Edge versus Randy Orton?
1: I do care about this one. This This is, has been the best
0: build of any match on the card, I think.
1: Without question, this has been since the Royal Rumble, this has been the storyline that in my opinion has been the epitome of this year's road to WrestleMania. I think everything about this storyline has been just perfect. It has been money. I'm so sad that this match is not going to take place in front of a live crowd. I was just um, about to
0: say this. Of the entire card, this is the one I'm most upset doesn't get the the big WrestleMania feel to it. Because I think both men deserve it.
1: Without question. I mean, this... Because you know that no matter where it fell on the actual card, the crowd would have been so into
0: this match
1: that it, I mean, if there was a roof on that stadium in Tampa, it would have blown it off. So, Oh, yeah.
0: As soon as Edge came out, it would have, people would have just been going nuts. And they would have, they would have been hanging on every near fall.
1: Oh, I mean, well, now there's no near falls because it's last man standing yeah, yeah, so which which makes me wonder, did they add the stipulation in there just because there's not going to be a crowd and they wanted to have something to make it inner like more entertaining, mm-hmm. You know, um, because I don't feel like a last man standing match would have worked well at WrestleMania in front of 80,000 people. I feel like that's a match that's designed for smaller arenas where it's a little more intricate. So I I definitely think the stipulation was added just because of the circumstances of the event. But because of those circumstances, I do think the stipulation is going to make this thing a lot more entertaining. And I am hoping that the storyline of this match is Randy Orton beats Edge so badly that you're like, please stay down for the 10 count, Mm -hmm. but nothing will
0: keep him down. And then do you think he just takes one, like, epic spear off of, like, a scaffolding or something like that? Is that how he's going to end it?
1: There's—Edge has to win this match.
0: Yeah, Edge Uh, is going to win.
1: I mean, so, something huge is going to have to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we're giving our predictions, then I would say Edge is—yeah, he's going to spear Orton off a scaffolding or— for, for all we know, off the top of the freaking Performance Center or something just insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre.
1: I'm interested in this one just because I'm always interested in Lesnar matches, just because I'm curious to see what he's going to do and how it's going to play out. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be another you know, 16 suplexes and it's over, or it could be one where he says, screw the script and elbow somebody in the face. And I start bleeding like a stuffed pig. So <laughs> just based on that alone, I'm excited. Cause you never know what Brock's going to do. Yeah. Um, everyone thinks that McIntyre's going to win. I think differently. I think Lesnar is going to retain.
0: Yep. Well, we'll get, to, we'll get to predictions here in a second. I'm interested in that one too. Uh Bray Wyatt versus John Cena Firefly Firefly Funhouse match.
1: This is this is in my top three matches that I'm most excited for. Um I was there at WrestleMania 30 when John Cena buried. And yes, I'm using the term buried because that's what it was. It was a burial of the inaugural character of Bray Wyatt. WrestleMania 30 was the night that Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family died because of John Cena. So, this this is the year that that has to be redeemed.
0: Was that the, his first WrestleMania? Was that Bray's first WrestleMania?
1: Yes, it was his first WrestleMania, and he was hotter than ever. He was the poster boy for that WrestleMania, New Orleans, it was mm-hmm. it was perfect, Louisiana, and they buried him. The Fiend has been the highlight of of the entire company for over this whole past year, um, and coming off that just horrendous thing they did with Goldberg at the Saudi Arabia show, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, th- this night makes or breaks him. And the fact that it's going to be a Firefly Funhouse match, whatever that is, screams (laughs) cinematic. It screams creepy. And I'm so excited to see a shot of John Cena walk into some weird Funhouse and have that dumb, stupid, terrible acting look on his face. (laughs) It's just, I feel like this match is going to be funnier. Than anything, yeah. just because of the reactions, um, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I I'm excited.
0: I'm actually more excited about this in this type of scenario with it being pre-taped and all that than I would have been live. The only thing
1: about it being live in the massive stadium would have been I would have I really want to know what the fiend what his entrance would have been because there was a True. there was rumors going around forever that the fiend was going to have this unbelievably massive creepy entrance. Now we don't get to see that. So, I'm hoping they make up for it.
0: So, do you think this match is going to be a lot like the the one that took place against Matt Hardy at the Compound, like produced in that sort of way?
1: Oh god, I hope it's better than that. But because, not
0: as com- not as comedic, obviously. Yeah,
1: cuz I thought that was terrible.
0: See, I, I was actually of... somewhat interested in it. Like it was so different and goofy that I kind of liked it.
1: I I hope that this thing is more like the match that Bray Wyatt had with Randy Orton inside uh, the Wyatt compound.
0: Mm-hmm. You remember that match? Didn't Randy Orton like burn down Sister Abigail's barn or something?
1: Yes, but the match was like on the Wyatt family compound and it was very cinematic but it was it was not as cheesy as the hardy match so yeah. i'm hoping this match maybe it's a mixture of both because mm-hmm. if it's going to be in the fun house there's going to be some cheesy stuff to it but then they're going to add some creepy stuff in there too
0: right okay um roman reigns versus goldberg
1: well i mean let's well, be honest well i mean roman I didn't not a ca- match
0: no, I didn't care about this match at all, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Now, the fact that Roman Reigns has pulled out and the rumors are that it's going to be Braun Strowman taking his place. I'm more interested to see how they get to that match than I am about the actual match.
1: Yeah, well, like you, I didn't, I couldn't have cared less about Roman Reigns versus Goldberg because the whole thing just would have been spears nonstop. Mm-hmm. And you know Roman would have won in the end. Yes.
0: Um... Like you would have Superman punched him mid-spear or something like that. Yeah,
1: and you know, if it is going to be Strowman versus Goldberg, I am a lot more interested in that than I would have been Roman versus Goldberg. But like you said, I'm curious to see how they get there because they're still promoting it, Roman versus Goldberg, even Mm -hmm. though it's been confirmed by Roman that he's not going to be there.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that that should make this upcoming SmackDown really highly televised you know, or really highly uh, watched because I, people want to figure out what's, how are they going to swap out Roman Reigns.
1: I bet they don't tell you until the night of WrestleMania. I bet they keep the hype going all the way up until the match and then something happens.
0: And then somebody, like, takes his place, something happens to Roman. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right, and then finally, Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match.
1: I'm such a massive Undertaker fan. I'm going to be interested in this no matter what it is because I just... Anytime The Undertaker's on screen, people are going to be captivated because it's The Undertaker. Um, I haven't loved the build-up to this. Um, I gotta be honest. I was totally against the whole AJ Styles calling the undertaker by his real name and revealing that he has a wife and it's Michelle McCool. And I mean, I, you know, all of us wrestling fans, we already know that stuff, but that's a kayfabe line that should never be broken. Um, there's, you should never call the undertaker Mark Calloway. And that to me ruined the storyline of
0: this whole thing. Mm -hmm. I've seen mixed reactions to that. Like some people are, are, they they think it was good and it adds some intrigue to this. Other people feel like you and it's like, why did you, why did you go and ruin The Undertaker?
1: Yeah, it just, I don't know. Because now he's not the phenom. And I feel like if they wanted to bring back the American badass, there were other ways to do it than by calling him Mark Calloway. Um, But the fact that this is going to be a boneyard match, whatever that is. You know, that I heard that like... it's going
0: to be a Buried Alive match, but they didn't want to call call it Buried Alive, especially in the current, current climate.
1: Yeah, So it's kind of like that knockoff Inferno match that Kane had with Bray Wyatt where they called it the Ring of Fire instead of yeah. Inferno.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Maybe. Maybe. So
0: do you think that this match is a way to write one of the two of them off?
1: If it's a Buried Alive match then the only person who can get buried is The Undertaker because, I mm-hmm. mean, he's never actually won a buried live match, to my knowledge. No, I How, don't think he has. However, you simply, I'm putting my foot down, you cannot let The Undertaker lose again at WrestleMania. He's already lost twice. If he loses a third time to a guy that, let's be honest, would never have beaten the streak. I mean, if this was Mm-mm. Streak Undertaker, AJ Styles would have been a victim, no questions asked. If the Undertaker loses this match, I, I mean, it's over. He can never recover.
0: And why, why come back to lose? I mean, especially AJ at Styles, WrestleMania. AJ Styles doesn't need the rub.
1: No, it's, I mean AJ Styles. It's, it's confirmed that Styles is not going to re-sign with the company. Yeah. So, why have when's him his, con- when's his
0: When's his contract up?
1: Oh, uh, the end of next year, I think.
0: Okay, so he's still got a little while.
1: He's still got a year, but, I mean, that's still not enough time to justify him beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania.
0: Okay, so we'll go ahead and start making our predictions with this one. Um, I think there's more to this match that I think they're probably... To me, it feels like Triple H versus Sting. Okay. When, when they had, um, you know the the NWO come out and then Degeneration X come out and it became sort of a faction versus faction dream scenario or dream you know dream match scenario kind of come on a lot of cameos because there wasn't a whole lot left for like uh, that Sting had in the tank so they had to gimmick it up yeah so I think you so could you're see saying some other that
1: we're, we're going to get some interference i mean obviously i'm saying
0: there's some interference and i think that's why it's a boneyard match is i think you could see kane i think you could see sting i think you could see something like that which is why you get like styles with the oc into okay. his his faction so i don't think it's going to be a straight up match and if if undertaker were to lose it would be due to some crazy shenanigans like a sting interferes On AJ Styles behalf or something like that
1: or you know and if we're going ahead and making predictions let's say I mean we don't know for certain that this is a going to be a buried alive match no no we don't know
0: could could be them fighting in a graveyard or something
1: so the fact that we don't know the actual rules of a boneyard match because they have not come out with the rules yet we have to speculate on how we think this thing's going to end if the match ends by pinfall There's no question about it. 100% The Undertaker wins. Um, And I completely agree with you on... There's going to be interference. I do think Kane will be there. I think The Undertaker's... He cut a promo on Raw this past week saying, you know, bring your boys with you, AJ, because you're not ready for the holy Mm -hmm. trinity I'm bringing with me. So, I think you are going to get Kane. I think you are going to get the club. You may get another version of Undertaker if they you know you may get Michelle
0: McCool doing a styles clash two styles.
1: Yeah that that wouldn't shock me honestly. Um so if it if it ends with Pinfall, the Undertaker wins. If it is buried alive, I don't see them burying styles unless it's one of those things, like, they bury him, and then the next night on Raw, he's there, and they just don't even mention it, which wouldn't right. shock me. Um, I could honestly see someone like Kane betraying The Undertaker and burying him to set up for possibly one final retirement match. Mm-hmm. You know, um because I've said it for a long time I think if anyone's going to have the retirement match with Undertaker it's it's probably going to be Kane so I could see that
0: happening and see I think the whole reason why I think that this match unfolded the way it did was I think Undertaker wants to get out of being the dead man so that he can do more personal appearances he can have an Instagram and not have to worry about staying in character because that way his cuz car- he's he's so genuine to the business But I think he wants to start living his life, and so I think he wants to evolve. And I do think he's got one more match left in him, and I think it's going to be next year's WrestleMania. Because wouldn't it have been a shame if this were it for him? He goes out on a a closed set match. Even
1: if this was supposed to be the end for him, I don't think it will be now, because I don't think The Undertaker will be satisfied retiring in front of nobody. So no, I so I com- yeah, I completely agree. You you will see Undertaker again. It's just we don't know what fashion.
0: Because he he did not have a match last year, right? Or was last year the year that he came out and beat up Cena?
1: Um, no, he didn't he didn't make an appearance last year. Remember last year they saved him to show up the night after WrestleMania. That's right. Which was stupid, but that's besides So yeah, the last
0: year he didn't the year before that he didn't really he had just a quick squash match of Cena. Yeah. And the year before that was the year that he folded up all of his clothes after he lost to Roman.
1: Yes. Which I don't so speak yeah, of I, that. That doesn't have that never happened in my history so book.
0: I think Undertaker I think Undertaker wins, but this whole match is a setup for his final match next year. I agree. Okay, uh Roman versus Goldberg or Strowman versus Goldberg. I say whoever fills in, I think I say Strowman.
1: Yeah, I think I think Strowman will. If it's Strowman, I think Strowman wins, but I don't think he holds the title long. I think he'll lose it within a month or so. I it's
0: he'll if, lose it to Reigns.
1: Yeah, when Reigns comes back, or when this whole pandemic thing ends, Reigns will beat whoever beat Goldberg.
0: Hmm. I think it's going to be like a five minute, six minute match. No, Goldberg.
1: I've got a theory. But I'm going to wait until we get to another match. But if we're going off of just Goldberg and Strowman, I'm going to say Strowman. But I've got another theory I'm going to throw in here later that I think would be a lot better.
0: Okay. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. I'm, Perfect. I'll go with the, This yeah, is the theory. <laughs> yeah, the, let's hear it.
1: If... so, If... And now, you're looking at the thing. Does... The Firefly Funhouse match happen on night one or night two?
0: It doesn't. The one I'm looking at here does not have a breakdown. As far as I know, they have not said which is on which night.
1: Okay. So my theory would go Bray Wyatt beats John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse. Okay. Making mm-hmm. him the number one contender. And then on night two, he would come back and he would beat Goldberg to redeem the loss at the Saudi show and get the title back.
0: So you think it's not, Strom and You think that's all misdirection, that it's actually going to be Wyatt?
1: I would love it to be Bray Wyatt, and I would love them. Now, even if they announced, like on Friday night, SmackDown this week, that the Cena-Bray match ends up being a number one contender match and the winner gets Goldberg... Mm -hmm. I think it could be the perfect setup to give Bray Wyatt his ultimate moment in beating John Cena and then redeeming the loss to Goldberg and winning the title back.
0: I could see that. Now, you know what? I would be so much more interested in that match if they did name it a number one contender match because I think Cena versus Goldberg or Wyatt versus Goldberg, either one is way more interesting than Reigns versus Goldberg.
1: Oh, it totally, it would, if they were to announce that match as a number one contender match, it would immediately make things a hundred times more interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Um. Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre.
1: Lesnar. I'm going Lesnar. I don't think McIntyre is going to win.
0: I think before all this McIntyre was going to win. I think that the safe bet is for Lesnar to retain the title. And then they don't have to worry about the WWE championship for a few more months because Lesnar always just takes off anyway. Mm-hmm. So they keep it on Lesnar and then they build up McIntyre again to conquer Lesnar at a different event like they did with both Reigns and with Rollins.
1: Agreed. Whether that be SummerSlam or something else, I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't see, I don't see McIntyre having his moment at, at the show at this point.
0: No. So they'll give, they'll give the fiend or Strowman or, or whoever fills in against Goldberg. That'll be the big title change, you know, hurrah, like the big mm-hmm. celebratory moment. But then Lesnar will retain against McIntyre. Agreed. Which is a shame because I do think McIntyre was built, being built up to be the next like guy, but they're not going to do that in an empty arena. Like you said, all of the the future clips of him winning his first title. In an empty arena, is just going to be lame. Um, what about Edge versus Orton?
1: I gotta go Edge on this one. I just Edge. I I'm, I'm
0: with you. I think Orton beats it, beats his ass for the majority of the match, and then Edge pulls off the win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you the You know, Beth Phoenix is going to be involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I foresee Orton beating Edge to the point of where you're like, okay, somebody needs to stop this. But nothing Orton does is going to keep Edge down and then one massive spear, whether it be through the stage, for off the scaffolding, off the top of the building, if they want to. I mean, and they could do it with editing. Mm-hmm. Um, something has to happen where Edge comes back and wins with one massive move. But the majority I think this of this will be... thing is going to be dominated by Orton.
0: Yeah, I think this will be the main event of night one.
1: I could see this being the main event.
0: Okay, uh, Becky Lynch versus uh, Shayna Baszler. Did Baszler. I get it right that time? You got it right. Baszler. Yep, I think Baszler wins. This needs I think the they end. They with need with her. Uh, go ahead. I think they need her to be that dominant force that then Becky Lynch can chase yeah. to win.
1: Yeah. This needs the end with Baszler uh, breaking Becky's neck. <laughs>
0: Ripley versus Charlotte.
1: Ripley. I I don't, like I said, this is a match to showcase NXT, and there's no way that they're going to have Charlotte be NXT Women's Champion and go to NXT.
0: Um, See, I'm going to say Charlotte. I'm going to say the opposite. I think Charlotte rarely ever loses these big matches on pay-per-view, and even on the ones where you think, no way they're going to have Charlotte win. I think she's going to win. Hmm. Well, I think Charlotte wins And that gives Ripley someone to come after And she can gloat and be the big heel on NXT for a while So Because there's nothing for her to do on either one of the other shows
1: Yeah, so you're saying that they're going to use Charlotte as a way to boost NXT up
0: Boost basically. NXT and give Ripley something to do
1: Okay, I could see that happening I just Because I, f- I think
0: that way Charlotte because she freshens up the entire women's division on NXT then because all the women will hate her. Like she'll be the kind of universally despised among all of the women on that show.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't shock me if that were to happen.
0: So I'm gonna go Charlotte. You're gonna you're gonna stick with Ripley?
1: I'm gonna stick with Ripley.
0: Okay. Uh SmackDown Women's Championship don't really care, but I'm gonna say whew, I'm gonna say Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, uh, God, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with what I said earlier. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Tamina. I'm gonna go with the Tamina. wild card. I'm going wow. with Tamina. I'm going with Tamina.
0: See, I, I think Tamina may be the one that they pin.
1: I'm gonna go with Tamina because I think Nia Jax returns
0: and helps her win. Whoa, that'd be interesting. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins.
1: I want to go Owens, but my gut is telling me that Rollins is going to win due to his disciples.
0: I'm going to go Owens on that one. I think Owens gets the win here, and that's kind of a blow-off, and then Rollins moves on to somebody else. Hopefully would, Owens moves on to somebody else.
1: I hope that you're right.
0: Um, Aleister Black versus Lashley.
1: Al- Aleister Black.
0: Black, they're building him up, Lashley, I bet this match doesn't right last,
1: uh, yeah, I bet this thing doesn't last but four to five minutes.
0: Bobby Lashley has been such a waste like since his return, they could have done so much with him, they could have made him a monster, and they've done nothing with him
1: no he's 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 so boring, he's like watching paint dry i mean yeah you you can tell that he's purposefully holding back and not doing things that you know he could be doing in the ring mm-hmm. and it just why they're having him hold back i don't know but nothing about his run has been entertaining
0: Elias versus corbin i don't care about but i think you're right i think this is the gronk showcase
1: yeah oh corbin's losing because yeah. gronk is going to get involved
0: yeah uh zane versus brian for the intercontinental title
1: oh man um i'm going to go i'm going to go zane I don't think that I don't think Brian. I mean, Zayn just won the title, so are they gonna take it off of him that fast?
0: No, I think Zayn wins and Gulak costs Brian.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I could see, Gulak and that way, costs
0: Brian him. and Gulak have a have a feud, and Zayn can move on to somebody else, and they'll probably feed him to whoever they want their next champion to be.
1: Yeah, I I, I could see that happening.
0: Street Profits versus, uh, you know, I realize we're going down the card from the most interesting to the least <laughs> interesting. We probably should have done it the other way. Uh, but this way, if people wanted to tune out and not hear the end of the show, they they got the the meat and potatoes. Uh, Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Andrade.
1: Um, I and there's Street rumors Prophets.
0: that uh, Andrade was out because of an injury.
1: Yeah, so it's uh Austin Theory and um oh god, who's the other who's his partner? Who's Austin Theory's partner? It's uh
0: is it um it's not Cedric. Angel is it? Garza. It's Angel oh, Garza. Okay.
1: Um I love Angel Garza even though I couldn't remember his name, so that makes <laughs> me look like I'm not that big of a fan of him, but trust me, I am. Um Austin Theory was thrown into this thing, you know, probably because he lives near the performance center and they needed right. somebody to fill Andrade's spot. Uh but no, Street Profits 100% are winning.
0: Street Profits. Uh Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross. I'm say I say Bliss I and just, Cross.
1: I'm going to go Kabuki just because I don't think there's anybody really that can there's nobody that should beat them because there's nobody that's a good enough team to do it. You know? Um, I I just, I don't care, but I'll go with the Kabuki Warriors.
0: See, I was thinking Bliss and Cross. That way they could free up Asuka to be singles again.
1: Yeah, I could see that. And maybe Asuka starts a feud with, like, Shayna Baszler or something.
0: Right. Somebody. And then uh, Otis versus Ziggler. I think this is the Otis showcase. I think uh, Otis comes out like a ball of fire. Ziggler gets the upper hand. And then Otis ends up just like going nuts and crushing him.
1: I want Otis to win so badly. However, I foresee bad booking in this match. And I just, every time I close my eyes, I see the picture of Mandy Rose costing Otis the match Because Otis is too stupid to not trust her.
0: Or is this going to be one of those ones where, like, he knocks her off the apron and then Ziggler walks up and rolls him up?
1: Yeah, it's going to be one of those, or it's going to be she gets in there and, you know, he's too dumb, so he trusts her and she low blows him and Ziggler wins and they bury Uh Otis and that's (laughs) the end of it.
0: I could see that where, I mean, Otis becoming a sympathetic character, you know, he he lives on, but yeah, mostly it'll probably just bury him. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, the other rumored change is that The Miz is out due to illness and that it's going to be a singles ladder match instead of the triple tag team, Morrison versus one of the Usos versus one of the New Day in a tag team. Well, see, a I haven't heard this. Yeah.
1: When did this break?
0: Uh, maybe either yesterday or the day before. Hmm. Uh, well, if but yeah. That's... So, Miz, Miz was like having flu-like symptoms, so they pulled him off. And that the rumor is is that the Miz's illness is one of the reasons why Reigns pulled out. Okay.
1: Um. Well, if that's the case, then I gotta go with with Morrison. I I don't think they're gonna have Morrison drop the tag team titles. If Miz is not there,
0: no, I think I think Miz and Morrison are probably the freshest thing that have been happening with the tag team titles in a while. So I think they'll stick with them. They won't have them lose it in a singles match.
1: Agreed. Um, well, if if that's all the matches, I got one more for you. Is they're going? Okay. Do you have any predictions on? I mean, there's so much on both of the nights. It's going to be hard to find any spots for them. But do you foresee any? Other legends appearances or anything like that to try to spice up the event.
0: I think maybe some pre recorded stuff, some like little vignettes of like, hey, you know, brother, this is WrestleMania still, and I love it. Uh, you know, trading prayers, vitamins type of thing, and then moving on to it. I don't see anybody getting like mixing it up or hanging out backstage or any goofy segments. I think that's one thing that this WrestleMania will not have is all the goofy. Sort of running jokes or backstage segments or celebrities. But they really don't need it because there's 16 freaking matches on the card.
1: Yeah. I would rather cut out half the matches and have two hours of goofy stuff, though.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That make it WrestleMania. I mean, part of it is that's what makes it WrestleMania are those moments.
1: Yeah. I would rather sit through Hulk Hogan's Silver Dome speech three (laughs) times over than watch... Things like Elias, Elias versus King Corbin. Baron Corbin.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll have to get together uh, next week, obviously via Skype, and talk about uh, how it all went down and and how the WWE is going to handle all this because I know that they have already filmed the night after WrestleMania, which again is it sucks that this can't happen because that's always one of the best shows of the year is the Raw right after WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, uh, but we'll, now, we'll but after our that. Note
1: after that they don't have anything filmed and there's there's rumors that they've had to shut the performance center down Mm -hmm. so do you think that for the first time in many many decades that we're not going to get raw or smackdown on a weekly basis for a while
0: what i what i think what they will do is they'll do some sort of like retrospective shows or some interviews but i and probably just show some classics like i think what they should do is do I mean they've got all that wealth of material on the network is start showing like here are some classic raws like we're going to show raw from from 1996 or something like that
1: yeah well and they've kind of been going back on the past few weeks and showing like older matches from the last few years to fill out time on the shows mm-hmm. but they, like you said, they need to go back and like, show me a match from like 2001 or 1999, yeah. you know, to give the people, the younger audience a taste of what it was like back then.
0: Yep. That would be Or fantastic. do some of those, do some of those shows from the network, like the, the top 10 shows or the table for three or, or yeah. some of those other ones that, you know, maybe use these as, as a chance to entice people to join the network. Hey, see more stuff like this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they react to not being able to do live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and by live, I mean like actually perform and put out content.
0: And do they just not do any more pay-per-views until all this is lifted? Like do they scrap there? Because I think the next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank in May. So yeah, and I've, I've already the-
1: read that that's been taken off the schedule.
0: So they're going to just scrap that one and wait until June for the next pay-per-view? Probably, yeah. So then I could see them taking the rest of April off and then maybe trying to start up again in May.
1: I could see that happening. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. There's there's so much uncertainty in the world right now that it's hard to say what they're going to do. Um, I am certain of one thing, though that wrestle with this was the originator of the empty arena show.
0: Perfected it. I would say WW or the WWT perfected it.
1: So all these companies out there jumping on the bandwagon and being like, Oh, we're doing empty arena shows with no crowd and it's so cool. Yeah, well, you know, we did it first. So (laughs) you know In fact there's a
0: really good one right now with my personal favorite wrestler, Dick Williams. Uh, in the main event, so go check it out. It's uh, YouTube.com/slash wrestle with this, all one word. Uh, that was showcase number seventeen.
1: Seventeen, and uh, we actually have uh, the next one, showcase eighteen, comes out this Sunday, the same day as day two of WrestleMania. So you know, and it'll probably be more entertaining than WrestleMania.
0: Most likely, because like like you said, we've perfected. The Empty Arena Wrestling. Well, uh, Peyton, thank you for joining me. Uh, this has been a marathon show, but not quite the marathon that WrestleMania will be. Uh, so everybody, uh, hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and this has been heated degree.